there are steps that you can take to have your voice heard as a nurse. We have a lot of power, we have a lot of skill, and we have a lot of knowledge. And we need to use it beyond just the bedside alone. Hello, everyone. I'm Angela Rosa DiDonato. And I'm Marion Leary. And you're listening to Amplify Nursing, a Penn Nursing podcast supported by the Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing. Amplify Nursing features nurses who are leading the way in science, policy, and innovation. Our guests defy stereotypes, define practice, and disrupt convention. We highlight the breadth and depth of nursing influence on society by amplifying nurses who are pushing boundaries and breaking down barriers to build a new paradigm. Today on Amplify Nursing, we talk with Chinello Ofoma. Chinello is a pediatric nurse practitioner and advocate for nurses. Chinello was born and raised in Nigeria, where she recalls that it was no one's dream for their child to be a nurse. As she described, nursing was not considered a respected profession, and in turn, nursing was never a calling for her. But it was ultimately Chinello's love of taking care of others and the vast versatility a nursing degree provides, which led her to the profession. Today, using her platform, Nurse on Purpose, she strives for the voices of nurses to be heard in the media, in publications, in healthcare, and at large, challenging all the stereotypes of nursing along the way. Hi, Janelle. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. Thank you so much for joining us today. We're really excited to talk to you. Uh, that's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So why don't why don't we start by um, you telling us a little bit um, about you? Like, who are you and, and sure. how did you get? Yeah. So um, my name is Chinello, of course. It's a it's a different name. I was um, born and raised in Nigeria, which is a West African country. Um, and um, I'm a pediatric nurse practitioner. I own the website nurseonpurpose.org, which aims to dispel nursing myths in the media. Um, and yeah, so I... I practice as a locum provider, uh, traveling to different states, and I um, provide pediatric primary care to um, different clinics uh, that need coverage. Um, yeah, and I've been doing that for about three years now. I've been a nurse for a total of, I want to say nine, oh my goodness, <laughs> nine years, <laughs> so since 2010. Um, and so, yeah, my background is is in nursing and um, I went to to school for my bachelor's at Rutgers University and then I went to um, the University of Pennsylvania to get my master's degree Um, and yeah so I practice as a pediatric nurse practitioner now. Nice so what brought you to nursing? Um, So nursing actually was not my first pick Um, I know a lot of people have these wow, awe-inspiring stories about how they came into nursing. Um, I don't have an awe-inspiring story. I think mine has been sort of um, started off, wanted to be an accountant, just to follow in my mom's footsteps. I really had no intentions of going into anything health care or medicine related um, because really as uh, you know in a developing country nursing is really not regarded as you know in a highly respected profession so nothing nursing was really on my radar um so i moved to the united states in 2004 after i completed high school 
Um, and just kind of in going through what I wanted to become, my mindset was on accounting, but I didn't find that I enjoyed any of the subjects that surrounded accounting, uh, you know, the math and all of that. Um, so I started to kind of speak with counselors and talk to them about what really drives me and what I'm passionate about. And I noticed I am passionate about caring for others and I'm passionate about children. I love children. Um, and I found that out when I had to take care of my nephew <laughs> when he was born and I was still, you know, 16 and I had to take care of him. I was like, oh, okay, I guess I do love ch children um, because it really tested my patience and things like that. Um, and so during that time, I had, you know, a lot of counsel to say, hey, why don't you look into the healthcare field and see what opportunities might be there for you? Um, of course, as somebody who had never thought about healthcare, I was like, oh, no, I don't like blood. I don't because that's the first thing people say immediately. You're, you know, you want to go to healthcare. People say, oh, I don't like blood as if that's all we do is blood, you know. <laughs> um, so that's that was my first instinct. I don't like blood and I don't like injections. I don't want to even talk about the hospital. Um, but in exploring the different um, options and really the vast versatility of nursing, um, I really had a settle a settledness in my heart that this is where I wanted to go. And I just kept on kind of going on that road. And there were just different signs along the way that proved to me that this is where I was supposed to be. So, yeah, it was, it was a gradual kind of entry. And, you know, I'm happy I made that decision. Yeah. So let me ask you this. What is different about nursing in Nigeria versus mm -hmm. nursing in the U.S. that kind of um, changed your, your mind on the whole thing? Okay. Yeah, that's a great question um, because nursing in Nigeria, uh, you know, at least growing up, right now they're, of course, you know, trying to make improvements and, and have kind of a better face. But back then, nursing was... I know I remember being afraid of nurses because they just had this battle axe kind of image. It was as if like they just wielded injections and they derived pleasure from, you know, giving painful injections. And they were not very, um, I wouldn't say they were very professional um, and they didn't have that compassionate kind of edge to them. So people really were afraid of nurses um, in a way because they just felt like they were mean, uh, for lack of a better word. Um, so it really wasn't something that was, you know, sought after or respected or people wanted their children to become nurses. Like that wasn't um, anyone's dream, I would say, for their child, oh, go be a nurse. Um, I think the difference is that here, of course, we have a lot of science, technology, exposure, um, in, you know, the Western world. So there's a lot more focus on quality of care, you know, where there it's like you do the job and, and get out. It wasn't, there wasn't any kind of customer service, quote unquote, attached to it. Um, here, there's a focus on nurses being critical thinkers, um, not just being order takers, um, nurses really advocating for their patients, um, Nurses going to school for, you know, four years and getting a degree and, and all of that. So there's really a focus on the education um, and the kind of continuing improvement of nursing, whereas over there it wasn't really the case. 
even when I decided to become a nurse, a lot of people that still held that mindset of, oh, nursing, you know, why would you become a nurse instead of a physician looked at me as if I was crazy. Um, like, why are you going to be a nurse? And, you know, you know that this is what nurses are like, right? You know, um, so that was really a catalyst for me to say, you know, I want to change that image. Um, of course, the change starts internally within the profession too, but um, I really just wanted others to see that, no, nursing is so much more than we've perceived it to be for such a long time. Um, and yes, so that was a really, really big reason why I decided to do that. And I'm talking about family too. It wasn't just outsiders. I mean, this is family. And um, of course, we all grew up in the same community and in the same environment. So what I was exposed to is the same thing they were exposed to. So um, it wasn't um, a celebration when I said, oh, I want to become a nurse, as it would have been if I said I wanted to become a physician. So Nurse and Purpose, um, you know, we start. I started that and I kind of built the website. It's really young. I would say February um, was when I really launched the website. And I do highlight women and men who um, I believe are doing great work in nursing to show that there is different avenues um, and different faces to nursing than what we're exposed to in the media, okay? So I highlight people like Sandy Summers, who is the founder of The Truth About Nursing, um, along with her husband, um, and she's doing the exact same work that I aspire to. Um, so she's actually the, I would say, one of our chief like champions of dispelling media stereotypes of nursing. Um, so I highlight her. I also highlight Rebecca Love, which is who is a, a big a champion for nurse-led innovation. Um, and she's um, one of the first, or I would say the first uh, nurse uh, TEDx speakers. And her real goal, her goal is to make sure that nurses lead and are at the table when it comes to healthcare innovation, um, nursing education, and leading change and being leaders in the healthcare avenue. Um, so that's another person I highlight. I highlight a whole bunch of people, you know, so it's just, it's showing that, look, we are more than what we've been portrayed to be. And there's so much more. Um, I highlight women um, that are uh, involved in nurse coaching and trying to empower the next generation of nurses um, to make sure that the path that they're taking is one that fits who they really are, making sure that they can be entrepreneurial, um, not you know, just say, oh, I'm at the bedside and that's all I do. But there is more to, to the story. And we are problem solvers. We are entrepreneurial. We are innovators by nature. So that's that's the kind of things that I want people to see. And that's why I would I highlight those um, those individuals. And now you, you asked where I would see this going and how do I see it changing nursing on a global scale or on a local scale, um, I think, you know, of course, start small and just continue to think big. But my goal is to see um, nursing in the media, or at least the producers of shows and people who have the big wigs, the, you know, the top executives in these like TV shows and stations and networks consult with nurses when they have a medical show um, that would portray a nurse or you know, portray any kind of clinical setting that they not only consult physician um, 
writers or physician contributors, but they also have nurses as well so that we can have an equal kind of um, role to play because we're the engines, we're the biggest <laughs> healthcare workers. So really whenever anything has to happen in the hospital, any scene has to be played out, a nurse is involved in real life. Um, so I, that's my hope is that they would actually reach out to nurses to contribute, to be um, key players, to be a collaborative team um, when they have these medical shows. And that's, that's just one way. As you, as you said, we are the largest um, mm -hmm. single group of healthcare professionals. So why do you think it's so difficult for us to get our voice heard? Why has it been so hard for nursing? What are, what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, I think that nurses have for a long time, and there's a report on this about, you know, nurses not being heard even in, you know, medical journals. We are like 2%, I think it was, that that was the research. There's 2% um, when it comes to opinions of uh, medical opinions, nurses like have only 2% of that uh, number. And I think that either we're just not, there hasn't been an empowerment for, you know, nurses or there hasn't been voices speaking up and encouraging nurses to really push their voices or be in the forefront or worry about these issues. A lot of times we're too quiet. We think these things and we feel these things but we don't know how to go about acting on them. We don't know the right leadership to contact, or even when people have tried to do it in the past, like Sandy Summers, she'll meet with a lot of uh, pushback. Um, and I think that also has to do with the level of respect that we have in the healthcare community and at large. Because when a field or a profession is respected, people wanna hear what they have to say. Um, when they don't really feel that they have much to say, then they're not looking for their voices or if they, you know, they're not really, they're not worried about their voices as much. So I think the things that we can do, first of all, are internal. So within nursing itself, you know, we've got a lot of work to do where we, you know, we're not discounting that, but I still think that the work can be done simultaneously, the stuff that can be done internally, as well as the, the things that the media can do to portray us in a better light. So I think a lot of, um, you know, nurses feel these things, but it's the, the action, there's no action behind it, or they don't know who to go to, or they don't know how to even go about making their voices heard. Um, there is a coalition for a better understanding of nurses, which was started by um, someone who I'd, I consider my mentor, Sandy Summers, again. Um, and her website, Truth About Nursing, has a coalition for the better understanding of nurses. And what that is, is that, you know, they put out petitions whenever we see a negative stereotype uh, about nursing. We put out petitions, we write letters, we contact the executive directors of shows where, pro, you know, sh sh th there's proactivity there. Um, so nurses really do have to be, be able to speak up. Um, we, our work cannot end at the bedside, like we can't go to work, come home, and that's it. We have to have a passion to see our profession move forward. Um, and that's the, that's the major way that we can start to even um, show the world that there is something more to us than what they see on TV. 
Um, so steps like, you know, contacting, um, you know, your local TV station, for instance, you know, calling the executive director. I remember writing a letter to Shonda Rhimes about an episode on Grey's Anatomy. You know, you're not immediately going to get a response back, but you just keep on trying. Um, so that's one way. The other way, of course, is like I said, uh, the crux of the issue is our patients. That's who we put first. So we all, we all, we have to continue to be committed to our patient care, continue to be advocates for our patient. Um, that will help the patients also to respect us as nurses. Um, so, you know, being part of the collaborative healthcare team, making sure that we can speak up if we see something that doesn't look right in the healthcare setting or not for, for our patients, we have to be able to speak up as nurses. Um, so those little steps uh, will help to amplify our nursing profession internally as well as to the rest of the world. So Chanel, how do you think we should be training new nurses? Like what should be different about, um, for example, your nursing education? What, do you, what would you have liked to have, have somebody taught you differently that would have given you those skills now rather than you learning them on your own post-graduation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I think that we should be teaching nurses, and this should start from early on. Uh, we should be teaching nurses to hold their profession in high esteem, um, hold their profession in high regard, and treat it as such. You know, my friend once told me she's a she's a medical she's a medical doctor or physician, and she once told me that when she was um, getting her white when she was doing her white coat ceremony, that on the stage they told them this is like the best profession in the world. You have all the power. I mean, they told them all this great stuff about what it means to be a physician. So immediately that mindset kind of follows you through. And you hold your head high, you hold your, you walk, you know, you're proud to be a physician. Um, I think with nursing, we need to start giving our students that mindset as well, that you're in the profession and you're here to save lives. You're here to advocate for your patients. But not only that, you're here to be um, a healthcare, you know, change agent. You're here to change policy. You're here to educate legislators. You're not just here to go to work and come back home nursing, there's a bigger world out there and you do need to get involved in organizations. You do need to get involved um, in legislation. You do need to get involved in public health. Um, it's not just about um, what you do in the hospital. If, you, if you're interested in childcare, for instance, or pediatrics, you know, see about writing a letter to the legislator and say, hey, you know, why don't we subsidize the the more expensive or the more healthier foods for the children's uh, lunches rather than the less healthy foods. There are steps that you can take to have your voice heard as a nurse. We have a lot of power, we have a lot of skill, and we have a lot of knowledge, and we need to use it beyond just the bedside alone. Um, so teaching nurses that I think is very important. Do not focus on just the going to work and coming back. Think about how you can impact your local uh, community, just kind of the world around you. Think about how you can be doing that because that's the impact that we should be having on the world um, altogether. 
Um, so I would t- definitely be teaching them that. And then the other thing I've, I'm really passionate about is how we present as well. Um, you know, a lot of times nurses don't take care of themselves. You know, they don't have time to take care of themselves. You know, teaching them it's it's okay to take care of yourself. Sleep, work out, you know, all of that stuff. Dress well. People address you the way that you're dressed. And so those two things I think would I would... At least, at least I feel personally kind of passionate about is the way uh, we present, the way we treat our patients and advocate for them, and the way that we also do things to affect um, change in our own kind of sphere of influence. I am very interested in medical missions, and um, as a nurse practitioner or as a nurse, we, as a nursing student actually, huh, we went on. Uh, medical missions to the Dominican Republic and that was my very first medical missions um, sort of outside of the United States. Prior to that it would be soup kitchens and shelters and things like that Um, but my first one out of the country was an orphanage in the Dominican Republic and we were there for uh, let's say five days. It's been quite a while Um, and then during that time my work there as a student, of course, was more assistive and helping with, um, you know, dental, uh, dental work and teaching the students English and um, just helping with serving and things like that. Um, it was really eye-opening, being that it was my first time outside of the country. You, you, I don't know if people go into missions with, you know, that this kind of romanticized, you know, but it's, it's really a lot of work and it's, you really have to go in knowing that your boots are going to hit that ground running. Um, and there were hundreds of orphans in that orphanage and we actually stayed in the orphanage. We didn't go to like a resort or anything. We stayed at the orphanage. Um, and we had, you know, our food and everything from the orphanage. Um, it's very gratifying to see, um, and very humbling to see how little, these kids, and I know everyone says this, but how little they have, um, but how joyful that they are. And it kind of draws your heart toward that, uh, that heart of gratitude that these kids have. And of course, coming from a, a society like that, where a lot of the population didn't have much, I, you know, I'm familiar with that. But being able to work in that setting was a different thing and very eye-opening. Um, you really have to go in with your heart and soul. And um, that taught me a lot about missions work. It's not fun and games. It's, it's hard work. And you're there to serve people. And you may not be very comfortable. You know, <laughs> we couldn't flush the toilet after, you know, we, <laughs> we went. Uh, so we had to wait for several people to go before we flushed. That's how limited the water supply was. Um, and then, you know, mosquitoes and all sorts of things. But it's a labor of love. And I, I really, really love doing it. Uh, my most recent one was to Jamaica. Um, it was, I went with the uh, organization called Impact Life International, and we served a community in Bunkers Hill, Jamaica. It's one of the kind of a smaller village there. And we had, I want to say 300 patients in, in like two or three days of our clinic. Um, so between seeing pediatric patients, adult patients, serving in the pharmacy, praying for them, um, and all of that, that, that was another great experience that I had. Um, so yeah, that is my missions. That's the mission side of what I do, the medical missions. And then I, I did mention that I'm a travel nurse practitioner, locum NP. 
Um, and I started doing that in 2017 after I'd finished my pediatric fellowship program. Um, I decided, <coughs> excuse me, I decided I wanted to travel just because I love traveling so much. And I figured, hey, I didn't know you could travel as an NP. I only thought you could do it as an RN. So when I found out you could travel as an NP, I jumped all over that. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm definitely doing that. I mean, it, it was kind of a learning curve because every time you go to a different clinic, you're meeting new people, you're starting all over, you have to learn the EMRs again. Um, but I've really thoroughly enjoyed it. And I can talk for hours about that life and the ups and the downs and the pros and the cons. Um, but it's it's what I enjoy. And I think I'll just do it for as long as I possibly can, because it also gives me the freedom to do the other stuff that I love. So. Yeah. And I, I think I have like eight licenses now in different states. So <laughs> I travel quite a lot. In fact, there is a, um, a organization that sounds exactly like mine or very similar. It's called Nurses with Purpose. And they're a completely fully uh, nurse led medical missions team. Um, and they go all over the world. I think most recently they were somewhere in Africa um, <clears throat> and they provide care and they, you know, they do missions work. So and really, nurses are very, very integral when it comes to, you know, any medical mission. So they may say doctors without borders, but that team most likely has, you know, nurses on their team and, um, you know, nurse assistants or, you know, other healthcare members. So it's not just physicians that are involved. Um, but yes, nurses are very key. Whenever we would go to any place at all, they would call on the nurses, the nurses that are local to the area to also be of assistance. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's at the heart of what we do and, you know, why we're called to be nurses. That's, that's, that's really our, our heart is to serve people, um, in, you know, with healthcare and otherwise, you know? So yeah, that's the foundation. Those words without borders is very encompassing of a lot of other things. So yeah. That is, that's true. We are without borders, or we should be without borders. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Chinelo, for taking the time to speak with us today. We really appreciate it. Oh, yeah, that was my pleasure. I, I love, love, love talking about what I do. And I'm not a big talker, and I, people say I'm very soft-spoken, so <laughs> I, try to, I try to raise my voice. So I hope, you know, you've kind of heard everything I've said so far. But, yeah, it's my pleasure um, to just be on here. And I thank you for giving me the platform and the time and the opportunity to share with you. Hey, Angela, how's it going? Oh, it's amazing. We had a lovely discussion with Chinello regarding her work with Nurse on Purpose. Yeah, she's doing cool stuff. I really like how, um, you know, she uses her experience of seeing the response she gets from her family about saying she wants to be a nurse and how nursing as a profession is not really looked upon so highly in her country where she grew up. Now that she's a nurse, she really wants to change the image of what nurses are and how they're looked upon in the community, in the media, and just, you know, around the globe. And so the work she's doing is really important to highlight 
those different aspects of the nursing profession. She has a really strong passion to change the image of nursing all around in the media with nurses and really kind of evangelize the importance of nursing. Yeah, she talked about how this wasn't her first choice to be a nurse. She was thinking about being an accountant like her mom, and then she really saw what nurses did and she knew that was for her. And I had a similar experience. I never wanted to be a nurse. You know, I thought nursing was one thing based on what I saw on TV shows and in the media. And then I was fortunate enough to work with an amazing community health nurse who I just thought was superhuman and really intelligent and independent and innovative and really looked out for her patients in a way that I'd never seen before. And that really inspired me and changed my image of nursing. And so the fact that she is now trying to use her work to change the image of nursing and to show the world how versatile nurses are um, is really inspiring. It is. It's really inspiring. And your story really um, illustrates that, that just looking at uh, nursing in a different light can really change the course of someone's career. Right. And why it's so important for nurses to speak up as experts in the news and for TV shows to have nurses as experts, like she was saying, and to really show what nursing is at that higher level and more in-depth level than I think what nursing gets in the media these days. Agreed. Amplify Nursing is hosted by Dr. Angela Rosa DiDonato and Marion Leary and produced by the University of Pennsylvania School of Nursing, with special thanks to our Department of Information Technology Services for their assistance. Music for the podcast was created by Harper Leary. The podcast is made possible by the Krista and Rich Panola Fund for Innovation in Nursing. Follow us on Twitter at Penn Nursing. Until next time. Keep pushing over, under, around, and through. We want to thank you for listening to the Amplify Nursing Podcast and remind you to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, or wherever you enjoy your podcast listening. And if you can, please do us a solid and rate and review us as well. It will go a long way in amplifying our episodes.